Today on Spiritual Awakening Radio, vegan and veg passages from unexpected sources from the Middle East and Christianity. I begin with a poem from a vegan secular philosopher born in Syria who lived from 973 to 1057 AD by the name of Abu al-Allah al-Mari who very much reflects Pythagorean views from earlier times when it comes to vegan ethics. Very much in the tradition of Apollonius of Tiana and other early Pythagoreans. Do not unjustly eat fish the water has given up. And do not desire as food the flesh of slaughtered animals or the white milk of mothers who intended it for their young. And do not grieve the unsuspecting birds by taking eggs, for injustice is the worst of crimes. And spare the honey which the bees get industriously from the flowers of fragrant plants, for they did not store it that it might belong to others nor did they gather it for bounty and gifts. I washed my hands of all this and wish that I had perceived my way before my hair went gray. Abu al-Allah al-Mari. And that's true. That's true. Most vegetarians wish that they had gone veg sooner. And those who have upgraded to vegan wish that they had done so many years earlier, had done so sooner. A vegetarian saying of Jesus? From an early Aramaic manuscript of the Gospel of Luke, from one of the earliest manuscripts, allowing us to peer over the horizon a bit to an earlier time in the history of the composition and transmission of the Gospel of Luke. There's a very old Syriac Aramaic manuscript of the Gospel of Luke that even predates the Syriac Peshitta, called the Evangelon de Merifeshe. It contains some textual variants, differs from the Greek Gospel manuscripts, and the now standardized conformist approach used by most of the New Testament translators. They all tend to choose the same translation every single time based on consensus and tradition. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, it doesn't always have to be this way and doesn't have to be using King James English in the 21st century. There are two t- surviving editions of Evangelon di Marafeshe, the Curatonian version of the four Gospels, as well as the Sinai manuscript known as the Old Syriac Gospels. Evangelon di Marafeshe represents a tradition a translation and one of the earliest witnesses of an older collection of gospel manuscripts that no longer exist 
but once were in circulation between the second and fifth centuries AD. That's what I mean by peering over the horizon a bit. And that last quote about manuscripts no longer existing, but were once in circulation between the second and fifth centuries. That is a quote from the introduction to the Antioch English Bible published by George's Press on these uh, ancient Syriac Aramaic manuscripts. Yeshua, Luke 21:34, from this Syriac Aramaic manuscript of the Gospel of Luke. Now beware in yourselves that your hearts do not become heavy with the eating of flesh and with the intoxication of wine and with the anxiety of the world and that day come upon you suddenly for as a snare it will come upon all them that sit on the surface of the earth. Now beware in yourselves that your hearts do not become heavy with the eating of flesh. That reads very different from the Greek manuscripts that Romans and Orthodox have read for many centuries now. Probably the most interesting of the changes from the familiar New Testament accounts of Jesus comes in the Gospel of the Ebionites, description of John the Baptist, who evidently, like his successor Jesus, maintained a strictly vegetarian cuisine. That's a quote from Professor Bart Ehrman from his famous book, his very influential book, Lost Christianities, The Battles for Scripture and the Faiths We Never Knew. Another surprising quote. This one comes from St. Jerome. The consumption of animal flesh was unknown up until the Great Flood. But since the Great Flood, we have had animal flesh stuffed into our mouths. Jesus the Christ, who appeared when the time was fulfilled, again joined the end to the beginning so that we are now no longer allowed to eat animal flesh." St. Jerome, Latin name Eusebius Hieronymus, lived from 345 to 420 AD, Christian monk and scholar whose outstanding work was the production of the Latin Vulgate, the principal and official Latin translation of the Bible recognized as a saint in Catholicism, a fairly mainstream person, often quoted, very much recognized by Orthodox sources. And yet there he is espousing Ebionite views about ethical vegetarianism. Jerome knew about the Gospel of the Hebrews 
and the early Ebionite Christian sects who were vegetarians. He was in touch with them. He lived in a region, or a region where they once lived and was in touch with some of them and claimed to have had a copy of the Gospel of the Hebrews, which is a pro-vegetarian Jewish Christian gospel from the early days of Christianity, sometimes cited by Origen of Alexandria and other early church fathers, but now is lost, except for a few passages preserved in their writings. And St. Jerome embraced their views, these Ebionite early Christian Jewish views about ethical vegetarianism. This is from St. Basil the Great. The steam of meat meals darkens the spirit. One can hardly have virtue if one enjoys meat meals and feasts. In the earthly paradise or Eden, no one sacrificed animals and no one ate meat. A quote from St. Basil the Great. Again, this is an orthodox and recognized saint in both the East and the West, not an apocryphal text or Gnostic gospel or even a lost text like the gospel of the Hebrews or gospel of the Ebionites. And that passage from St. Basil the Great very much reminds me of a passage from the Golden Verses of Pythagoras, a textbook published by E.J. Brill. A Pythagorean saying quoted by several ancient sources, including some Stoic sources. A light, meatless diet sharpens one's spiritual perception, while a diet containing meat weighs the soul down. That is an amazing quote, which pretty much embodies East and West, Orthodox, Gnostic, the way of the mystics, everyone, East, West, North, South. Why vegetarianism? Why veganism when it comes to following the spiritual path? the Sattvic Diet 2.0 of the 21st century is going vegan. Why vegetarianism itself is going vegan. The vegan upgrade. I believe based on the current practices of the dairy industry in India and around the world, that classic saints such as Guru Kabir, Guru Nanak, Tukaram, Ravi Das, Tulsi Das, Namdev, Darya Saheb, etc., founding fathers, founding gurus of Santmat, if they were here today, would not only be advocating a lacto-vegetarian diet, but they would change to vegan. They would be advocating, they would be switching to the vegan diet. These days, many are making this transition, including in Santmat and Radha Swami, 
This is the direction that the vegetarian movement is headed in around the world. Vegetarianism is going vegan. In the future, I believe, the definition of the two will blur and that when you look up in a few decades from now the word vegetarian, it will be the same as vegan, no animal products whatsoever. No more lacto, no more dairy. Everything is going vegan, completely 100% vegan. Vegetarianism is going vegan in the 21st century and for many already has. It's hard to reach the more subtle states of tranquility and meditation on an animal flesh diet based on the suffering of other beings. In addition to the disability produced by living in an unaware, high violence culture that doesn't see the problem with that, it seems likely that there are actual chemical influences in meat that adversely affect meditation along with other health issues as the saints have said. A poem from Darshan Singh's book Jada Anur, Pathway of Light. All living creatures seek a life of peace so pass your days on this earth humanely. Even the heart that beats in an animal's breast knows sympathy, brims with love. So look on all living creatures with loving compassion. Bring to humanity's night the light of dawn. And finally today, another unexpected passage. This is from the Recognitions of Clement, the Ebionite Book of Acts. This Ebionite Christian author has very nice things to say about those in India who worship one God, follow peaceful customs and laws, and are vegetarian or vegan. He sees parallels between his own religion and that of his brothers and sisters his kindred souls in the Indian countries. India was divided up into many countries in those days, 2,000 years ago. He says there are likewise amongst the Bactrians in the Indian countries immense multitudes of Brahmins who also themselves from the tradition of their ancestors peaceful customs and laws neither commit murder nor adultery nor worship idols nor have the practice of eating animal food are never drunk never do anything maliciously but always revere God a quote from Recognitions of Clement, Book 9, an Ebionite Book of Acts that has survived the centuries, representing a pro-vegetarian form of Christianity from 
the early days. Vegan and veg passages from unexpected sources from the Middle East and Christianity today on Spiritual Awakening Radio. My name is James Bean. Visit my website, spiritualawakeningradio.com and scroll to the notes section below for a link to the vegan veg section of my e-library online. You'll find a link there below my signature in the podcast notes to that e-library the section on vegan and vegetarian ethics and scroll back you'll find in the archive of previous podcasts many shows vegetarian sayings of jesus rumi was vegan the vegetarianism of the sikh scriptures guru nanak the ebionites vegetarian sayings of Jesus and early apostles of Christianity, Rabia of Basra, and the world's oldest passages referring to being vegan, like the Srinagama Sutra of Buddhism and so on. See you next time for another edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.